You've survived another week. And this week, there's been pipe bombs, police shootings, and murders. Too many. How should a pro-gun person respond to all of that? I got a few suggestions for you. And on the lighter side, Michael and I talk about competition shooting with some input from you. Thank you so much for downloading, supporting, and sharing The Black Man with the Gun Show. This is episode 588. And we're going to get cracking right after John Wayne leads us in the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Violence-wise, this has been a heck of a week. We had mail bombs sent to people who criticized President Trump. He was arrested on Friday. There was a a guy who shot Maurice Stallard and Vicki Jones near a Kroger store in Kentucky. There was the Florida South Carolina police officer shot and killed Sergeant Terrence Carraway and wounded six other police officers in Florence, South Carolina. There were the 11 people who lost their lives abruptly when the gunman stormed the Tree of Life Synagogue in historic Squirrel Hill neighborhood in Pittsburgh. We lost Bernice and Sylvan Simon, Rose Maliger, Cecil and David Rosenthal, Dr. Jerry Rabinowitz, Daniel Stein, Joyce Feinberg, Richard Gottfried, Melvin Wax, and Urban Younger. While some are raring up to run to the churches and the synagogues to show them their self-defense plans and how they can make a place more safe, I want to give you some advice as a pastor. Men, women who are not sheeple, warriors, fighters like us. Doing what you do is natural, but not natural to anybody else. So what I need you to do to consider is to join these groups, to belong to them. Nobody wants outside help at this time. You have to come from within. Need more people, more good people, more gun people inside places of worship, worshiping, lending their leadership, lending their expertise, lending their example. See, how you act is a lot lot better representation than what you say. So you show up after the shootings, you show up after the massacres, and it goes on deaf ears. You're talking to grieving people. But if you were a member of the congregation, maybe that wouldn't have happened. Not only would you have stopped it, but by your example, you would lead more people to understand about the right to keep and bear arms from our point of view. I need good people, the people who listen to this podcast, that maybe have fallen away from services, from church, from temple, from synagogue, to consider going back. I know politics is in the church as well, but we can't fix it from the outside. Pastors don't know what you know. They don't know what I know. Logic doesn't make any sense here. You need a relationship. You need to talk to somebody one-on-one. You need to be 
in the men's meetings, in the women's meetings, you need to be a part of the congregation, a part of the synagogue, a part of the temple, a part of the mosque. You have to be a part of the situation before you can change anything. Do you hear me? And everybody else, all you gun rights activists out there that might just, just in case you're listening to me right now, I know where you're going. It's a prime opportunity to spout statistics and show how smart you are. These people don't care right now. Don't make yourself look stupid. Stop. Allow folks to grieve. Allow folks to sort this thing out. And if you really want to help, join them. It's a slow roll, not a fast fix. They've been doing their way for a long time. The only way they're going to change that is if they learn to trust you, the gun person, the warrior, the fighter, the martial artist. Show them they've been wrong, but you got to show them. You can't tell them. A whole bunch of folks are from Missouri. Do you hear me? Right now, there's a whole bunch of crazy going on. And everybody experiences this stuff differently. And there's no one way to help anybody suffering from grief. So instead of trying to impose your own vision, your own facts on what they need, just offer companionship, a shoulder to cry on, emotional validation. Folks need time to sort through their issues. Allow us the time. The feelings are natural. Encourage them to find their own way. And when it's over, not a quick fix. The person who was there will be heard. Then you can suggest the training, the implementation of security, and all that we know we need today. Your timing is everything. Do you hear what I'm saying? You can catch more flies with honey than you can with vinegar. This portion of the show is sponsored by CrossbreedHolsters.com. Crossbreed Holsters has gained national recognition as a maker of the best and most functional concealment holsters available on the market today. Each holster is handcrafted to ensure your firearm is safe and secure while carrying, combined with the best customer service in the industry. Visit CrossbreedHolsters.com. Need some ammo? Check out ammo.com. It's your best source for ammunition online. The shipping is fast, the customer service is good, and they sell name brands you can trust. Ammo.com. And don't forget, if you use the promo code BLACKMANWITHAGUN, you can get 20% off your $200 order. There'll be a link in the show notes. All right, next up is Michael J. Woodland, a young brother that's been with me for a couple of years now, that um, I am helping him, supporting him, encouraging him. I've been doing this stuff since 1999. So right now, I'm feeding off his his enthusiasm and his youth. Um, he's discovering new things, and he's trying new things, and new things are being created all the time on social media. So I'm watching him work. Proud of the brother. Michael's the first, but I'd love to have four or five um, younger people out there doing stuff and all tied together with Black Man with the Gun Show. Um, but uh, that's just a dream at the moment. Right now, here's Michael. What's up, everyone? My name is Michael Woodland, and today we're going to talk about the backpack range bag from GPS Wild About Shooting.
Are you one who selected a range bag off what you've seen others at the range carry? For me, that was the case some years ago until I realized that I will feel more comfortable with the range bag on my back. The deciding factor for wanting a backpack range bag was because the lying flat range bag has a shoulder strap that would allow for unnecessary straining on my arms, allowing me to balance myself to one side while walking, hurting my shoulder, and just overall an experience I did not want to have when going to the range or shooting a competition. One day, I came across the handgunner backpack from GPS Products. This is the backpack that answered my calling for having a range bag for easy transport on my back. I know that might sound crazy, but with all the added ammo in the bag, brought on the extra weight and walking the various stages for competition shooting matches can maybe affect your thought process in a way. This freestanding backpack has a lot to offer for it being a range bag that you carry on your back. The GPS Gunner backpack was designed specifically to carry handguns and your ammunition with your various range gear and other essentials. Let's dive into the features that make this backpack range bag so special. For starters, there is a visual ID tag with 20 picture labels for the multiple storage compartments on this bag. Each compartment is functional and true to its claim. For instance, the eye protection compartment is designed with a liner that will not scratch your lenses, but is a storage space that you can reference every time. That alone shows that there was some serious thought given to this design. Starting from the top, there is a compartment that can hold a large amount of ammunition. This area is so large, you will still have enough room to put in this compartment your earmuffs and other various items. This one compartment actually shows in detail that the designer of this bag is someone who is an avid shooter. Another standout feature for this range bag is the internal cradle that is made out of high-grade styrofoam that allows you to transport four medium-frame handguns in its compartments sitting upright. On the back side of the compartment cover, there is a zippered flat pouch that you can place various items like cleaning supplies. Now, we said you can carry up to four handguns in the cradle, but the side drop-down pockets allow you to transport up to 12 full-size magazines. But if you have a smaller magazine capacity for something like a 380 automatic, you can double up the carry, allowing for extra magazines. This range bag also comes with a pull-out rain cover that will cover the bag to allow it to stay dry when you are in rainy conditions. This cover is attached to the bag and has its covert compartment that is another added plus. The shoulder straps are well cushioned and like any other backpack is adjustable for comfort. It also has a carry handle that is a rubber handle around the strap designed for comfort for another way of transporting when there is added weight with this bag. The one negative that I noticed with this bag is that there is a bit of a sag going on with the compartment flap where the ammo is stored that takes away from the original uniform appearance. This is from the weight of the ammo I've been carrying in this bag for over a year, but the zipper is still functional. The rear side of this range bag is lined with a breathable cushion, which provides extra padding to the lower back and both the left and right latimus dorsi muscle region that allows added comfort while transporting this on your back with a heavier load or just the essentials. If you are looking for a new range bag, this versatile range bag that is designed to be carried on your back will answer all your needs. 
You can find more information on this product by visiting www.goutdoorsproducts.com. But unfortunately, you will have to place an order with one of their dealers. When I got this bag last year, it was priced at $100, but you can find it online ranging from $85 to $105. It lasted me this long, and if you can see the amount of ammo that I haul to the range, you will understand my appreciation for this bag from GPS Wild About Shooting. For those who are looking to contact me, visit m-wtechnical.com. But make sure you go to our Instagram and Facebook page and follow us there also. If you decide to give me a call, please leave a voicemail or a text message. And I promise I will get back to you. Until next time, keep shooting, keep practicing, and have fun. MarylandShallIssue.org It's an all-volunteer, nonpartisan organization dedicated to the preservation and advancement of gun owners' rights in Maryland. It seeks to educate the community about the right of self-protection, the safe handling of firearms, and the responsibility that goes with carrying a firearm in public. MarylandShallIssue.org This is the group, your group, the grassroots group in the state of Maryland. Join us, no matter where you are, MarylandShallIssue.org Do you want an easy, entertaining, and awesome book to read? This one has werewolves, blues, magic, and love. Check out my new book, Love Never Dies. It's the third book in a series about Solomon Love. Find it at KenBlanchard.com Question of the Week This week I ask, do you shoot competitively? And if so, why? And here's a few of the responses from our Facebook page at Black Man with a Gun Podcast. You can find it at Black Man with a Gun 1 on Facebook. I want to give a quick shout out to Al, Dior Orleans, to Joel Ludwig, Tom Woolery, Jeff Lynn, Robert Thompson, Richard Crichton, Malcolm Rogers, Roger Bly, or Bleo, I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong, dude, Brett Bannon, Fred Goodrum, Elvin Dumas, Derek Brewster, Jonathan Harris, Larry Cunningham, David Cole, Jay Hoffmeister, Ryan Jones, Phil Gwynn, Roger Anderson, and you. Al says he does it because it's good training. It gets you out of your comfort zone and gets you accustomed to your firearm. Um, Joel says it's fun, it's exercise, and the friends at the range. And he needs a challenge to work on. An action pistol and three-gun shooting is where he does it. Tom says he's competitive, and that's why he likes it. Jeff says you can always stand to be faster and more precise. Plus, you get to hang out with like-minded people to talk shop. And Robert Thompson says it's a pleasure with a side of betterment. Richard says it's good training. It's fun exercise, and the people in the three-gun in USPSA communities are top-notch folk who are a joy to spend time with. Brett Bannon says no, but he has coached two national champions, 4-H pistol teams, and both of his kids compete because it's better than team sports. Fred says he likes to compete, too. If it wasn't shooting, it'd be street hockey or cribbage or something. Albert Chapman says it helps refine what the military taught him. Neil Skelton says he just competes with his wife and she cheats. I hear you, man. Scott says it's because it's fun and it brings out the competitiveness in him. And Kevin says it's an ultimate dope builder. Thank you guys for uh, commenting and hopefully I can get another good question out for next week's show as well.
Next up, Michael and I are going to just going to talk about some random stuff, and we'll ultimately get back to guns and com- competition. So uh, bear with us as uh, we chew the fat for a minute. Started off talking about how jacked up the world is and how people are taking advantage of every opportunity they can to get over. You ever felt like that? People are just scamming for no reason. People are trying to get over on people for no reason. I know. Right? And it's, it's even like that in the military. Like soldiers that went through basic training, you know, claiming the back, the hip, the hand, whatever. Like uh, when I was stationed at Louisiana, there was a guy there. He ended up and he was boasting about it, too, you know, because he was more like, um, yeah, I'm getting out the army, medical and I'm waiting on my percentages to come back. And the way he said it, I'm sitting there like, man, this guy ain't even been in the military for five years. What have you done to yeah. you know to do anything? And turned around, got it out of him, and he was only getting something like 20%, 20 or 30%. And when I actually did the calculations, it turned out to be like $300 a month. And I'm sitting there like, Dude, that $300 a month could go to somebody who really needs it. Yeah. That's really having real issues, but you're just trying to get over on the system. We got a lot of them dudes, man. Yeah, man. It's it's everywhere, man. It is everywhere. Man, I, I got a guy in my job was telling me to he could hook me up with a uh some some crooked uh doctor that would give me a hundred percent. I was like, dude, I haven't been in the military in like 30 years. He go, I know there's gotta be something wrong with you. You can get some. You can get some benefits, and I was like, uh, "Get away from me! Just, just get away from me." It messes messes up the system, man. When you got people like that, like for instance, I know for a fact there was a cook. There was a cook that sat there and claimed that they went through all this torment and all this other stuff, mm-hmm. never left the fob. Oh yeah, right, and ended up getting like a higher percentage. The one guy who was infantry, he was a specialist, came back, couldn't deal with it no more because, you know, he put out so many people, can, couldn't take it no more. He just, like, snapped, just yeah. gave up on everything. Now, he's only getting 30%, but yet he's dealing with... He needs it. Yeah, all the all the stuff, you yeah. know, but it's, I was like, man, it's just the way society is, man, it's it's really changing to the worse. <laughs> really yeah. You, 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 you talking about how proud your mom was in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And that don't exist, man. Now folks Mm-mm. Mm-mm. just trying to get over. Yeah. Remember, um, there was an article and I read this in one magazine. I was at a doctor's office and I picked up the magazine. I started reading it and uh, it might've been in a newspaper, but however it was, it was doing a comparison about this woman who was working two jobs and was barely making ends meet. But it was this one woman who had three or four children, was using the system, which was on, she was on welfare and had her boyfriend or somebody living with her and ended up getting like a free phone. And she was buying like steak and shrimp, like living it up. And we like, man, when would the system turn around? Right. 
No, folks are just perfecting it, perfecting the scam. Yeah, man, that's crazy. So I saw him late, dude. I um, went outside to check the mail and I heard a dog out in the woods. I think it was a blind dog. It was like lost in the woods and it was like barking. And I could tell it was like trying to find its master or a way back. It was like, you could tell it was like just going around in loops. So I started whistling and then I heard it like coming in my direction. I thought, wow, that dog really is lost. So it was like, it was, it was flying. It was like a little black and white dog with a lot of fur. And it was, it was flying toward me. And then it like took a left turn and just like turned when it got like maybe 20 feet from me. He couldn't see me because I was higher than he was. He was right. still in the woods on, the, on my property. He took that left turn and just kept on going. I thought, well, maybe he knows where he's going now. And then he started barking like even crazier. And it was in the, for a minute, it was like if I could read dog. I mean, it was like, where are you at? Where are you at? I'm lost. And I thought, man, I can't help you. I'm going to bring you in, bring you in the house and the wife's going to go crazy. So like, sorry, dude. I had to just like walk back in the house and thought, all right, I'm going to leave my man out here. Sorry about you, dog, Poochie. You just got to find your way. Oh, man. Yeah. So let's let's talk about some gun stuff. Let's do it. We're talking about um, competition this week is our main focus. And you are big on competition. And I'm oh. going to try to learn from you on this one. Um, okay. you, you shoot on IDPA or USPSA? I would rather shoot USPSA, but if if I could shoot IDPA in the event USPSA wasn't around, I would do it. I do understand the rules have changed in IDPA, IDPA, and it's just I think USPSA is more fun for what I like to do. Okay, so break it down for me. What's um what do you usually do at these matches? The easiest way to put it for people who play golf is you're not challenging the people around you. You're challenging yourself. So oh. what you're trying to do is trying to get the best shots with the less time on the clock. All right. But you have to understand anything outside of an A zone is going to add time. I mean, add seconds to your time. Okay. So if you get like the C or D, right, it might add two or three seconds or five seconds, whatever, whatever it says in the rule book All right. to your time. And on Instagram, I always see these guys are like, there's a guy with a timer and he's chasing somebody and they're, um, the courses look different all the time. Is that like one of the cool things about just the sport? Yes. Cause for one, it forces you to think, mm. it challenges your ability, but at the same time, how you run a course and how I run a course may be different. It's just a matter of how we think and how we attack it. You know, so of course, if you go to it with the sport aspect, I'm going to look at it a little bit differently from a tactical aspect. So even though you might start on the left, I might start on the right, unless the rules specifically say take out these in this order, and then it oh, kind okay. of forces you to do what everybody else do. But the rules pretty much outlines what you can do. But if it doesn't say it, you can do it. Okay, you just got to shoot within that box where it says you can only shoot in these areas and be safe correct well if you break the 180 they're going to disqualify you anyway <laughs> so that's just a ride free ride to go home mm. I always hear people saying they got dq'd for something what, what happened to them usually normally like for one day they probably dropped their firearm or they or they broke the 180 oh okay but some of the courses they challenge you to that moment you know what i'm saying so it might be something in um, that course of fire, whereas if you stand a certain way, 
mm-hmm. you're automatically going to break the 180. Ooh. But you just have to stay cautious and think outside the box not to stand there or, you know, cater your course of fire like you would like to do it this way. But I don't want to get disqualified. So it forces you to go a different way. I've I've always said it like when I talk to people, like after you take a shooting class, yeah, get into go to your range and get into um the local shooting matches. Right. And of course, like when I invite people, everybody thinks it's like, oh, I'm gonna go out there and make myself look stupid. No, because you go out there, the people that's gonna help you are the people that's on your squad, and they will tell you what you can do to make your times better, you know, oh, okay. just from the perspective of one person. Now you have the perspective of five, six, seven, eight other people that's willing to help you out because, you know, shooting is one of those things that you're just not naturally good at it. Like, you know, J.J. Rakaza, he wasn't naturally fast at it. He had to work up to that point. Yeah. You know, so. um, A lot of work. A lot of trigger time. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, he putting up more videos of him like dry firing and doing push-ups and lifting weights. (laughs) So yeah, all the beast. dedication that he puts into it, that's yeah. what his payout is, you know. I like JJ. He's good people. Yeah, actually, I spoke to him like once or twice on Instagram. But the first time he wrote me on Instagram, I was like kind of fanboyed out a little bit. That's what I mean, because he's like good, he's like regular, <laughs> a regular dude, man. Oh yeah, yeah. He used to but, work in DC for a minute. Yeah, actually, um, when he had spoke to me, he was still with Homeland Security. Mm-hmm. Because I was asking him, like, um, is there any chance he was coming to Fort Benning? And um, he stated the reason why he couldn't, why, the reason why he wasn't coming there. But I think it was close to him getting out at that yeah. time also. Yeah. Yeah. I like when the good guys win. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> Yo, I want people to actually invite me to come to their range and shoot a USPSA match or an IDPA match. but. Nobody has yet to call me out on that other than Johnny King. But, you know, Johnny King just be looking for something just so he can joke me on. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the folks who run the Rangers don't listen to the show. Oh, yeah. But I'm saying like anybody. So like a um, couple people like, you know, listeners of the show, if they just, hey, yo, I do competition shooting or I want to get into it. Hey, hmm. send me an email or text me. By all means, I'll be like. Yeah, if it fits into my schedule or if I have the means to get there, well, you know, I'll do it, you know. That's true. I should probably do the same thing. What um what do you need to get started? Um the only thing you need is a firearm, Got a that. holster, goddamn, you know, and bullets. I wear and air protection. Is there going to be like a special requirement for your holster? Like got to make sure it's I don't know. Like it's like some holsters won't work, you can't do it. They just say a holster. Oh, okay. That's all they say is a holster. But, you know, like when you go out there to the match, a lot of people will be intimidated off of the setup they see. You know, Mm. so for instance, um, in the past, I've always used um, my battle belt, you know, with the Bravo um, concealment holster and magazine holders. Okay. But now me getting back into competition shooting, I have um, the ghost holster. And that's what like a lot of professionals use. So when you go out to the range, you'll see a lot of people either using a ghost holster or some form of a belt with a holster that resembles the ghost holster. Okay. When I get back into competition here next month, I'm shooting a Walther Q5 match. So that's going to be my competition gun. 
I don't have to go out and buy any extra gear because I bought that holster a couple of years ago and decided I didn't want to use it. And then when I got the Walther Q4, uh, Q5, now I put the holster, put the gun into the holster and it worked. So I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to use this instead of, you know, spending extra money for it, mm-hmm. you know. Unless one of your your many many friends want to go ahead and contribute to the M W tactical collection fund for ammo, bullets, <laughs> and travel expenses. What's um? How many how many rounds of ammo you need? Um. Normally, when I go to the range to a competition match, I normally take about five hundred rounds with me. But every time I took five hundred rounds with me, I never mm-hmm. used all five hundred rounds. But okay. I always take extra rounds with me in the event. Because there's a possibility they could restart a stage when you start a stage. So when they do that, they'll they'll give you the option to go ahead and top off your magazines. And um, but then too, you know, a lot of people, you know, when they come, a lot of ranges will send you the course of fire, and at the same time they send you the course of fire. It has the round count. Okay. And people bring the exact amount. Mm. You know, and there's been a few times where it's like. Um, somebody didn't have enough rounds to get through the range. So a couple of us, you know, we put in so this person can actually, you know, Make finish it. the matches. Oh, that's cool. But there's been two times where it's like the the lane was malfunctioned because of the wind conditions and everything. Mm-hmm. And when I started, because it activated one of the targets, so however it went, they stopped it. And then I had the option to either um, start all over again and, or – Next time, just run it. However, they, they gave me the option to do it. And I was like, yo, I'll just start all over again, you know, because it's just like, you know, diving into a pool. The swimmer that hits the water first, now, you know, he's not going to be in a little bit of shock for that split second because everybody else is dry. You know, he already, you know, jumped in first. So okay. that's how I look at it. That's how oh, it okay. plans out in my mind. I had heard three guns starting to drop off. Have you heard that? I haven't heard that, but I don't really follow three gun like that. You know, I've done it once or twice. And mm. the main reason why I don't do three gun is it's really expensive, you know, to keep up with because of the, you're buying all the, you know, the shotgun, the AR 15 and the handgun ammunition, then the upkeep of the gear. And, you know, all that because I mean honestly if you think about it, if you bought a thousand rounds a month and let's just happen to say the rounds are eight ninety nine, you know, you're paying about two hundred dollars a month just for nine millimeter. Mm. Right. So now let's just happen to say you buy a thousand rounds of um AR fifteen, right? If you catch it on sale, it might be about two hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. Right. And then look at the price of shotgun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because now you got to buy like how many boxes. <laughs> mm. you know? So like I say, it can get pretty expensive. And then you still got to pay your entry fee. You know, right. And then say like if you are that good, but your finances are not there. Yeah. And if it's like a national or a state match, your fee can jump up to like eighty five to one hundred and fifty dollars. You know, so. Like I said, it can get costly, but any hobby you do is going to be expensive. That's true. It's not hard to get into the shooting sport. It's just hard to get picked up by a company that's willing to sponsor you. Yeah. you know? So you got to put in the work and the dedication for somebody else to invest in you like that. Makes sense. 
Yeah. Man, you've been on the internet all over the place. What's some of those spots you've been uh, starring in and uh, guest hosting? And you've been like an internet celebrity this week. Man. So, of course, you know, like um, every Tuesday I do the product review. So you can, I call it the M-W Tactical Channel. Okay. You, you can find the M-W Tactical Channel on YouTube, GunTube, GunStreamer, and Oogetube. All of them are under M-W Tactical on their website. So if you go to gunstreamer.com, you got to look up munitions, weapons, tactical to find the M dash W tactical channel. But if you go to youtube.com, of course, guntube.com and, um, oogetube.com, U G E standing for Utah gun exchange, um, tube.com. And then put in M dash W tactical. You'll see, um, the product reviews that I put out every Tuesday. Um, but every Tuesday for the past couple of weeks, I've been on the panel Ghost Tactical Productions, you know, just talking about various topics. Like last week, I think we talked about um, how do we conduct product reviews? Like, what are some of the things you do to look at, you know, for a product review? But then again, we'll have a discussion about politics, what's going on in the gun community and what are we doing to make it better? You know, so he really drives in the topics, but that's not a show you're just going to get on and laugh and talk. You're going to really think about what you're saying and how you present yourself. And then um, CloverTech Productions. Um, one thing CloverTech is doing that I really do like is he interviews every Wednesday little children that are in the sport of shooting. Mm. And I think with the conversations that me and him have had in the past and of course him listening to the podcast he's asked me repeatedly um to come and assist him with interviewing these children and it's it's pretty fun because you know i, I like talking to children anyway because kids are fun yeah. <laughs> you know especially like when you get them rolling and the one thing about these little kids all of them are between the ages of like eight and 14 mm. But when you're talking with them, their maturity level is on a different platform. It is something remarkable. But like I said, if, if you have the time, um, go to m-wtactical.com, go to the media links. And when you scroll down, you'll see the CloverTac link or mm -hmm. his logo. Click on it and it'll take you straight to one of his um, or his list of his shows. And then you just click on which one you want. That's one thing I like about him that he does every Wednesdays. He always talks to the kids. And then on Thursdays, he talks to um, like different people in the industry. So he talked to this company called Allegis, Allegiance Ammunition. And we actually interviewed the guy. Like we all had a chance to ask him questions and just be a part of his show. And it's just a different approach to how like an influencer or somebody who's into guns gets to talk to people who makes the product and does behind the scene work and um, something unique and very different. But I really like it because, you know me, I like to talk half the time anyways, outside of me bugging you half the time, like, yo, let's talk, let's record, let's talk, <laughs> you know? So um, doing that. And then of course, you know, um, I still take my pictures and post my stuff on Instagram and Facebook um, but outside of that, my goal is to 
get on Sway in the morning, Sway's Universe, The Breakfast Club. I want to get on somebody's syndicated radio, just talking, just so I can say, this was my dream. I made it, but this is what I like to do. Let me introduce you to my world. Okay. You that know? should be easy to do, man, with all the folks you know. Yeah, that's that's one thing. I do know a lot of people. <laughs> I know a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. But then again, you know, the podcast, it brought a lot of people to me also because, like I said, I like to talk. <laughs> it's all good, man. Oh, yeah. So what you got going on this week? Um, This week, really nothing because I'm trying to get my mind right with um the competition that's coming up. Okay. So I'm going to the range tomorrow and run a few drills and trying to get used to this this new handgun, that okay. Q5 by Walther. But I got to get used to it because I've never really shot a, a handgun with a five-inch barrel before. Mm. So it's it's something different for me. So, But, you know, when you listen to a lot of people who shoot competition, a lot of people say that five-inch barrel is specifically made for competition shooting or better for competition shooting. So it's just something I got to get used to because, you know, what, the past, what, seven, eight, nine years, I've been shooting Smith and Wesson. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I got to break this Walther in and um, do some things so I can get looked at and maybe get on somebody's shooting team. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to try my best. <laughs> All right, my man. I got you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Any closing words for this week? Um. Only thing I want to say is um, drink water. Even though it's getting cold, you still need to drink that water. Make sure you're eating. Stay healthy. Um, stay positive. You know, if holiday seasons are coming upon us, so keep your head on a swivel because the way society is going, there's still a lot of craziness going on out there. But at the same time, if if you want to help me out with my shooting stuff, if you want to contribute, um, please visit m-wtactical.com. Click on the media links, and if you scroll down to the bottom of that page, you'll see a Patreon. And click on the Patreon, you can donate whatever you like one one dollar a month, five dollars a month, whatever you like. And, um, you know, help me out with travel expenses and you know, purchasing bullets for these competitions. There you go. All right, man. Until next week, talk to you later. Hey, until then, you know, keep shooting, keep practicing, and have fun. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap for this week. I want to thank you for joining me, downloading and supporting this podcast. Thank our awesome supporters at patreon.com forward slash black man with a gun. You guys are keeping the lights on right now. Speaking of patreon.com forward slash black man with a gun. If you are listening to this podcast through the app, could you please donate a dollar? That way we can keep that app going. It's a, it's a cool thing. You can find it on Apple, iOS, and on Android stuff. It looks like the Android folks are winning almost three to one. The Black Man with a Gun app is free, but not free to maintain and free to update and all that good stuff. So your support is greatly appreciated. You know, when I started 20 some years ago, none of this stuff was here that's here now. And there's quite a few folks who are making a difference, spreading the word and teaching people. And that's a good thing. I want to continue to be a support to be a backbone, to be a pillar in this community, and uh, if not nothing else, the conscience. This is Ken Blanchard, the pastor of Patriots, Pistoleros, and Paladins. And just in case nobody else has told you this today, I love you. And there's not a damn thing you can do about it. Until you hear me next time, 
Shalom, baby. <laughs>